Hello and welcome to the Traumanomics Podcast, a place where we discuss a wide range of topics emphasizing healing, change, and growth for abuse survivors. Drawing from personal and professional experiences, we'll discuss issues openly for those in helping positions such as parents, educators, health and mental health professionals, and members of law enforcement. This is Dr. Chris Bertelson. Chris is a survivor, educator, and author. As a teenager, Chris was a target of a notorious child molester in his hometown, a man who went on to abduct and murder one of the victims. This abduction case went unsolved for 27 years. Chris was instrumental in helping bring attention to the cases, which were eventually solved in 2016. And this is Jordan Howard. Jordan is a therapist here in Arkansas with extensive experience working with abuse victims and males in particular. In addition, Jordan works with couples and people with addictions. Together, we hope to share stories and commentary of resilience and healing in a caring and lighthearted way, bringing attention to issues of abuse, addiction, and the effects on individuals and society. Hey guys, welcome to the Traumanomics Podcast. Uh, Chris and I are sitting here on a, uh, actually kind of a, a pretty day, to be honest with you. The weather's pretty nice here in Arkansas. Yeah, for not a bad. It's under so, 10 million degrees today. That's right. No blazing heat <laughs> either. Right. So. Sun's behind the clouds. Yeah, it's so. kind of nice. Guys, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, and if you are, uh, please get on uh, our, our, our different uh, social media uh, outlets and like us, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcast, you know. Please feel free to subscribe and follow us on there. Get on Twitter, uh, follow us. It's at UpstartRes, uh, and our website as well, uh, UpstartResilience.com, TraumaNomicsPodcast.com. Chris, what am I missing out of that? I think we're good there, um, but we would appreciate you subscribing uh, to the podcast, So, um, as Jordan said. Well, and a a little shameless plug as well that we will, uh, in the near future, uh, we're going to begin to be offering some workshop um, type of opportunities as well. So if you're if you're out there listening to us and you think you'd like to hear more of what we what we do and what we offer, email us. Get on our website, shoot us an email, um, and we will uh, we'd be glad to glad to talk to you. Yeah, that'd be great. So, well, guys, today we're going to jump into the topic. I believe this is episode eight, if I'm right. Yes. Uh, um, we're going to talk about addiction today, and so. Um, I want to make this, you know, obviously as much of, I don't want to make this kind of one of those boring like discussions of, you know, here's the definitions of addiction, but we're going to talk about just experiences with it. Um, you know, what, and honestly, maybe some commentary just on culture today. Uh, Chris and I were talking before we jumped into shooting today. Uh, that I, I definitely hold the belief that I think all of us struggle with if you want to call them vices i don't know what you want to, what you want to call them but devices devices <laughs> maybe, maybe that too maybe that's the issue yeah, yeah maybe that is the issue you know but we we uh you know our, i think our culture you know last episode we talked about it we used the word entitlement right well um part of part of what entitlement breeds is addiction okay and so uh i i kind of want to kick us off by saying that this is how the, the connecting theme of, the, of this podcast is this Trauma underlies addiction. And I'll say that in a different way. Addiction is not going to be present unless trauma at some capacity is there. So think about that. I mean, I, I think that's that's a statement that even research these days is pointing to. It's a fundamental shift from how it used to be. You know, a long time in the addiction industry, it was like, well, here, here's addiction. It's this separate thing. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not trying to get into the debate of is it d- disease? Is it not? You know. I, you know. 
that's all out there for people to look at and, and discuss and, and feel free to do so. What I am saying is, though, you look at somebody who's struggling with a hardcore addiction, generally there's going to be trauma. What percentage of that? What percentage of addicted people do you guess have trauma experiences underlying it? Well, I, I'll say it for this. I'll, for, for the people that I've worked with, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I I won't speak for everybody, but my firsthand knowledge, I don't know that I've ever worked with a client that's struggling with an addiction that didn't have trauma as a part of their story. Okay, no. so um, the, the reason I'm asking that is you look at uh, culture, countries that um, drink a lot of beer. Okay, let's talk a little bit about beer. Sure. So we're in Germany. Germans drink a lot of beer? Right. Are you suggesting that alcoholics in Germany have trauma? Probably. I mean, that's what you're saying, right? And and so a regular German, a non-alcoholic German, is not going to become an alcoholic probably without trauma. Is that that kind of the... That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Kind of what you're saying. Okay, so where I grew up, the reason I'm asking that is because, you know, Sundays are for baseball and drinking beer. There you go. And and so, um, I mean, that's just the way it was. The church festivals had beer, uh, you know, keggers, keg parties. Not, you know, they had lots of kegs. The beer truck, okay, the beer truck was at every festival. I don't know if it's still the, the way the way it is now. Um, today it might not be that way any longer. But um, so that beer really represents. I mean, there, there's a lot of trauma going on there. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Um, well, and it's, it's culture. I mean, obviously, there's culturally accepted accepted practices as well. For sure, and, yeah. And, and that's that's kind of where I'm going with this. There, there's obviously a difference, you know, between somebody who's drinking a beer than the person who's drinking twenty five of them. Right. You, you, I mean, no, so, there, for so sure. there, there's yeah, a there's a sure. there's a clear. So I'm, you know, as we look at these different things, and maybe here's where we make this point. Sub the substance, the thing, is not the issue. The issue is the person and what's going on in their life, the need for that substance. For the escape. The person who, yes, the escape. The person who can sit there and, and enjoy a glass of wine or something like that, you know, the, 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 I'm not commenting on that. What right. we are saying, though, there seems to be another person out there who can't just have one of those. Right. It ends up in a whole lot more, and there's other stuff going on as well. And so I think, again, that's kind of where we're hitting today is because you can be addicted to just about anything right. if you really look at it. So what about the uh, predisposition of genetic predisposition to uh, alcohol, for example? We do know in research, and I couldn't, I couldn't cite the study obviously today, but there, there have been studies done that do indicate, um, indicate genetic predispositions to things. However, you will find some people that, that maybe they were predisposed to something, but they don't end up developing an addiction. Okay, so where I'm leading you with that question then is is trauma the tipping point? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely think so. So if, you know, you're from a long line of alcoholic um, relatives, for example, and you don't have tra- uh, these traumatic experiences, maybe you wouldn't become an alcoholic. And if you come from the same line and have trauma, you're more likely to become alcoholic. Is that kind of what I, you're thinking? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think so. I think yeah. that that's where, that's where the jumping off point seems to be and again if you, if you guys recall if you, if you checked us out last week 
you heard my thinking about trauma for whether, whether it's right or not. Uh, you know, at least my, my thoughts are this. I think, we, I think we've all got stuff. Now, obviously, we've got the, we've talked about ACEs a lot on here, adverse childhood experiences. There's that, which is definitely traumatic. You know, right. trauma that happens at a young age, we all know that that's more impactful than later on. However, if everybody's got stuff, could it be said, too, that everybody, depending on what, what, is, what is in front of them, you know, they have a horrific car accident, they have, you know, something that just comes up, and it's like, does that predispose them then at that point right. to an addiction? And we do know that there are uh, a lot of people lately, the, the research has been showing that people, retired people, are becoming alcoholic yeah. in, in much higher numbers. I have a, a friend who is an uh, ER doctor, was telling me that uh, a lot of times people come in with the fall injuries and things like that, and a number of them, he said, have been turned. The real story, when you peel back the onion a little bit, is they were they were drinking and they're alcoholic, and he's put a number of them, recommended a number of them to go to treatment. Yeah. You know, at seventy five, eighty years old, something like that. So yeah. um, we we uh, that's definitely that's definitely happening. Yes. Yeah. And so if we you know if we look at that to where look you know. Like I mentioned last time, like guys, if you, you know, if, if you play around with a phone, you know, a lot, you know, I, I, is there phone addiction? Yes. Is there eating addiction? Yes. Is there, you know, there's all kinds of addiction is my point. The point where I think we're trying to talk about today, I think Chris would agree with me on this too, is that trauma is going to be the underlying part behind all of it. it again, it, the substance, the issue, the, the, you know, people talk about, you know, chemical addiction, process addiction, right. you know, it's, it's the same. The thing, the thing to fix both of those is going to, to, to do what it takes to win in that thing is going to, you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to do some of the trauma work to kind of peel back what is, you know, what, what's the cause here? What's underlying this stuff? So what about, what about just the, what about just the feeling of, uh, you know, the dopamine release or whatever it is like in, and you talked about, you mentioned process addiction. What about kids, students? For example, in college, that play video games for seventeen hours straight and don't go to class. Yeah. yeah. Um, did the video game cause that? Uh, did engaging on the phone, just being on the phone all the time, engage in that, or is it, or is it uh, again? Are we going back to there's something underneath it? I think there's something underneath it, but I also think too we're looking at again uh, going back to the last episode. We're looking at two different. You know the the different types. The guy in college that can be playing a little, playing video games, and he's like, "Oh man, I got to quit. I got to go to class." Okay, versus the guy that's like, "Yeah, class is coming up, but I think I'm gonna sit here and play this video game for another ten hours." I don't know. Right. Two different types of people, you know, that, that I think we're looking at there. My my point would be, I think there's something in this other this other person's life that has led them to need that escape. You know, why, why are we needing to, to escape to a certain thing? Right. Well, usually it's because we don't like the reality we're in. Right. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the question of why, you know, why do people do drugs? Well, they do them because they do their job. Right. They're consistent. They work, you know, until they don't. But, you know, I mean. Right. It's, it's fun. It's, it's fun it, until it's not it's fun, fun until it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're consistently there. You, you think about that point. Somebody who's not had somebody, maybe there's been some neglect, not consistently there. Well, this substance, it's there. Right. You know, it's the same. It's reliable. Right. You know, so, it, you know, it makes sense in the the answer to that question, too, about the dopamine part. You know, I think that's 
that's again the things again that, that we'll look at is why do there seem to be these things that are people are more addicted to than other. Usually those are the ones with the higher dopamine hit. Okay. You know. So what about this? Um, what about the addictive personality? So we've we've kind of hit on trauma as a uh, you know as a trigger or as a you know I don't use these therapeutic terms right there. <laughs> I, I don't know them, um, but. What about the um, what about the person who just everything they touch, they're addicted to it. We know these people, like he, the the guy at the bar that that starts drinking at, at noon on Saturday and shuts the place down. The woman who uh, you know buys lottery tickets and doesn't doesn't have any food. Right. Yeah. We know these we know these people are out there. Does that personality type? Combined with trauma to make this fiery mix, what if that personality, uh, I don't know, maybe what is the role of personality in this? Well, I think that's that's a good question from the standpoint of, to me, I always look at this, and this is the way my mind works, but I think about, you know, uh, cooking something in a slow cooker or a crock pot. You know, it's like all the different ingredients that are there to make somebody you know, there's all these different pieces to the puzzle, right? Yeah. And so, I, I, my belief is that's where this gets very individualized that we may not know. We don't know until we know that person's story. It's back to the story again. It makes sense when you understand the story. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of follow the personality. I think definitely personality is a factor. You know, genetics are a factor. Personality is a factor. Right. Trauma is a factor. There's all of these things that are factors in this whole crock pot, yes. I should say, you know. You just can't hold some of them constant. Right. Right? You, you right. can't test for certain variables. You right. don't know. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Trauma is one that when you peel back the onion, you can get it if the person's willing to talk, you know, you can't get a sense of it. That's right. So do you come across, um, do you come across people who, uh, and maybe they're not in therapy, right? Maybe the success stories don't end up in therapy, but I wonder, do you, do you come up with some people who, um, they should be addicts. They should have gone through some of this stuff in, in reality. And then when you talk to them, they didn't. Yeah. What makes, what in somebody's makeup, I'm just thinking of, they've had a life of child abuse and then right. they were in terrible relationships as an adult and they're not alcoholics. They're not addicted to their phones. They're not, is that an extremely rare case? those types of folks and again speaking to the the, the cases that I know yes it is because yeah. I think I think the thing again is maybe they're not alcoholics but maybe you know maybe they have a food addiction okay maybe there's uh, maybe self-harm which has addictive right tendency, you know tendencies as well right. um, is an issue you know the stuff that you don't know that's maybe not as overt. You know, they're not the one out there, you know, getting drunk at the bar on the weekend that makes a very loud scene that you can see. Right. Obviously, well, that person's got a problem, you know. Right. But you don't know maybe enough of their story to know, okay, where where are the areas that this is an issue? Maybe they're addicted to religion. Could be. Addicted work. to work. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I mean, there's there's people that make, and again, guys, this goes back to that, you can be addicted to almost anything. Now, again, the stuff that gives you more of a dopamine rush that's that's usually going to be the ones that are more dangerous more potent right you know give you a better bigger thrill but you can be addicted to about anything right and so you know maybe do we uh do we 
touch on kind of this obsessive compulsive behavior too a little bit here. Um, you know, and I'm yeah. thinking of well, you know, and anxiety, anxiety. Yeah. I'm thinking of kids, um, kids in a in a uncontrollable situation, some abuse situation, and I speak for myself when um, when you know the stalker was coming after us. One of the things I started doing was I did a lot of counting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I oh you got to make it up the stairs and seven steps or less, you know, or if you do this, then you'll be safe. So trying to control the uncontrollable. Um, and I, I did some of that, just playing little countdown games in my mind, counting steps, as I mentioned. Um, that kind of thing leads to addiction, right? Yeah, that, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, I think, too, like I, you mentioned the word anxiety, which is closely akin to, you know, OCD behaviors. Right. Um, I, I, a lot of the clients that I meet, um, and, and I throw myself in this mix as well, just the anxiety piece, you know, it, it's a thing to where, man, if you find something that can medicate that, oh, I want that, you know, especially, you know, those who don't want to go out there and take medication, they find a way to self-medicate with some stuff. Right. And so I think it's very... Stuff like what? Yeah. Could, I mean, it could be, I mean, I, I think the one that I see the most is probably food. It's the one probably least discussed and talked about. Right. But I think there's a lot of a lot of people that struggle with that. Right. Well, and we yeah. can. Yeah, I mean, we can look at the obesity rates, rates in the, in the yeah. country. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. we're in a. We're it, in a it, it is still the one to me that is not. Uh, what, what are we going to say? It's not the one that gets the attention because it's like you know again you got to eat right? right to survive. So it's legal. It's legal. Right. You know, people don't see a, a problem so right. to speak with it. Whereas you know, like heroin, no, there's a problem. You know, exactly. so you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, and I think, guys, this comes on the heels, too, as we talk about things. Obviously, addiction uh, in our culture right now is wreaking havoc. Um, the opioid crisis that the, the country's had, I mean, that, that's a huge deal. Um, you know, the, the, I mean, and, and honestly, too, you know, I was at a conference uh, maybe two years ago talking about the rates of just alcoholism as well. And people forget that it is still, even though the opioid crisis is going on, last I checked, it was still the killer of more people than opioids. Alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and I, th- I would argue, too, um, if you look at how, if you look at our, our society on some level, we're, we set up this black and white thinking. We are really an all or nothing society which i i think i mean i think we can see that in schools it's changing now but like um when i was in school was you know you got to go to college you know well what about everybody else doesn't want to go to college they nothing you know so it kind of sets up this it really sets up this black and white all or did we win or did we lose you know it's everything uh not everything but lots of things it seems like are that way Everything's very destination oriented versus process oriented. Yeah. And I think really to get to a, and that might be an episode for us to touch on. <laughs> right. But I think there is a you know being able to see the process of things, enjoy the process, the journey. Of the, the journey. Right. You know, it's not the destination, but we're a right. very destination oriented culture. Yeah. Yeah, and I think so. You know, the addiction piece ties right into larger for society. Sure. You know? For sure. Well, and oftentimes you will find people, I think, too, you mentioned, you know, successful people. Guys, there's a lot of functional addicts out there. Right. You know, some are not, but, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, again, people that have uh, careers, people that are, you know, uh, successful that are still struggling with addiction. Right. So, um, 
this is something that crosses. I mean, if you think about you know yourself, you know, right now as you're listening to this, think about somebody you know in your family. You know, it could be you, it could be a family member, but I almost I'd be willing to almost bet bet you that in your family there's going to be addiction close to you, right? Somewhere. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, somebody you know, knows somebody for right? sure, and so um, I think I think that's um, the the secret is whether we admit it, right? Uh, yep. A lot of people know and don't say anything. <laughs> right. you know, so. Well, and the good thing on this guy's too, on the, on the positive end, there is there are resources out there. There are uh, obviously there's there's help out there for people who are ready. Um, you know, and I, I use that term because I think you got to be ready for it to really work. Um, right. But you know, there there are a bunch of different places, and uh, you can you can probably go to our website and check out some resources too that we're, we'll have up there pretty shortly. Right. Uh, to you know, if you're needing referral or something somewhere, it'll at least point you in the right direction for some places. Well, and there is hope. You know, that I think is the, I think that kind of ties back into the resilience and grit piece. I think as long as we have hope, and there is hope, um, there. you know, I think, um, you know, I've seen, and I, and I know people that have gone through lots and lots of things, terrible addictions and, and destroyed relationships who have come back through and, and just done really well. Well, and you mentioned a good thing of hope, too. And just to say this, you're, you're, it's never too late to, to work on changing. Exactly. It's not. As long as we're breathing, right. there's still a chance here exactly. you know, to get this to get this ship steered a different direction. Exactly. And so. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We uh, uh, will pick back up here next time. And, uh, again, we, we appreciate your listening and tuning in with us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good week. This podcast is made available by Upstart Resilience, LLC, for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the subject matter. This podcast is not designed to give specific professional advice. By using this podcast, you understand that there is no counselor-client relationship nor any other professional relationship between you and the hosts. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent professional advice from a licensed professional in your state.